We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. How'd you come up with your name? Lost Professor? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, when you be on the mic and you, you know, like, yo, it's the grand high exalted Lost Professor. Because, I, you know, I believed in my skills. Uh So no matter what anybody said or anything like that, like if we at on the turntables or the mic or whatever, lost professor. Like you know, that's 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 who I'm. We don't we don't see it anymore. But there was a strain in the '80s of yeah. I'm here to educate you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm Karis yeah. One. I'm poor righteous teachers. I'm yeah. public enemy. And you, with large brother, you seem to be in that vein, right? Stetsonic. Well, we're here to teach. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want because I, I I think my mission in the beginning, when I think about the first record we put out, I was like, like a hip hop defender, like because I didn't like what some yeah. of this stuff I was hearing is. So I was like a hip hop defender, large professor, like you know that kind of thing. The ratio. Okay, though. The ratio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. You're a phenomenal person. I mean, legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. Large Professor is one of the great hip-hop producers and rappers of his time. Check out Looking at the Front Door. Check out It Ain't Hard to Tell. Check out Halftime. So many hits. So much great music. Let's get into it. It's my man, Large Professor, on Touré Show. So the celebration of hip-hop's 50th anniversary has inspired you. Absolutely. How? This is our culture. This is the one, damn near the one thing that New York could say, yeah, this is ours. Hell yeah. You know, and... The pride, like I came up in that. Like I'm a year older than hip hop. I came up in hip hop. So for us to be celebrating, and I've been celebrating around the world, uh, Hip Hop 50, a culture that comes from NYC. Like, man, I'm I'm like, yo, because it's it's almost like we celebrate New York a little bit. Yeah. What do you love about hip hop? Man, everything, man, that, you know, it just came from, it came from the garbage can. Like, yeah. it came from the fire out of the garbage can. It came from the buildings. Like, dudes was, like, breaking and writing on, like, the the buildings on fire. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love that, that kind of, like, just even with Jamaican culture, like, with yes. all of them grassroots, like, you know, there are even levels of rock music that are, like, they're just the blues you know, where it just had a gritty, gritty time. So that that's one thing that I love about hip-hop, that it comes from that grit and it's still expressed. Like, it's not always musically correct and everything. Yeah. It's like, 
Yo, but it, it expresses that grit that just makes people go wild. How did you learn to be a producer? Because you were already producing before Main Source, right? Like you were already able to do. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, nah, nah, we tried our hand at all of the different things. So I definitely break dancing, uh, DJing, and everything. So when the so samplers, you had all four elements, yeah, absolutely. At yeah, that, graffiti. When, when you yeah. were coming up, it was somewhat common for people who were in hip hop to try to hand all the, the whole dice. Yeah, exactly. To, to dance, to graffiti, exactly. to DJ. These, these were the things that were keeping us out of trouble. You know, it was like there are other elements of hip hop. You know, the Robins, the dudes. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Like those are elements too. Like. That came with hip-hop. Like, we don't want to celebrate those, but some of us still know that, that those, those were a big part of it, like, of the shaping of hip-hop. Like, I ain't no joke, like, kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, dudes, like, being real super serious about it because it was dangerous out there. But, like, nah, I, I, I love that we celebrating just in general. Just so how did you learn to produce? Oh, oh yeah, nah, I learned, um, I learned to produce... Well, when you say, because that's hip-hop production, so I'm like, yo, you know, the DJing is the first and foremost yeah. thing. So I'm like, yo, then when the samplers came into play, yo, it just, uh, it was our dream, you know, because we were manually exp extending the beat yeah. with the records, but now we could just set it in place, capture the sound, and set it in place to a tempo and... You know, let our our wildest dreams with records come true. So I I was like, yo, this this is for us. That for that era, that time era, it came. It was for us. That that was what we wanted. Like we did pause tapes. Those were the hard way, like to extend the remind beat. remind them what a pause tape is. Pause tape, man. Like you you get a a certain part of a record that you love, and like how it was Jamaican style where they bring it back. They just keep cause that. What it does, it just, it keeps that that same adrenaline like that you feel from that part. Like when we had parts, yo, this is my part of the record. But then now with the it, pause It could tape, be a break. It could be another. It could be a break. It could be like the part where Patti LaBelle goes, you know, like the other day I was catching um, SWV with anything, you know, do with, on anything. And I just kept catching that. Like that's. Just a part of the record that I love, but with pause tapes, like you had to do that with a cassette deck, <laughs> and your cassette deck had to be nice first of all, and then you had to be nice, and it was a lot. Like that was like the chisel and the hammer days, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? We got yeah. motorized yeah. tools now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for real. So, what does it take to be a great producer? Because you're still at it. Well, I mean, in my version, hip-hop producer, now that I know more about production in general, like from people who play instruments and, and, and things of the sort, like, because we out here flipping beats, so it's different, but it still applies. Those, you know, and, man, you you just knowing what the artist, who the artist is, what they need, what kind of, I call them shoes, what kind of shoes they need for the lyrics, and, you know, just, it's it's a lot to it. it. You know, it's a lot to it. So you, well, I, I, want, you to, I want you to explain right, <laughs> the right. lot. I mean, you're saying, are, are you saying you want to fit the lyrics? Because my thinking is a lot of times you make a beat and then you send it to somebody, right? right? And then they put the lyrics on. 
those are these days, you know, they they we doing like the email, the beat, track yeah. kind of thing, you know, but I still, and it's good that this is happening. We've been getting together a lot of the artists. I was just with uh, CL Smooth. I got currently uh, a joint with Paul Wall and Terminology, Bun B. Like, we all sat down in the lab and was chilling. And I'm like, yo, this right here, and we getting it all together. Those are the things I like. The email and the beats is kind of like, yeah. So, but that's when you can, when you sit down with the artist now, you can kind of like, and you you know you may hear him say some something else, and then you know all of that you could you could say like ah oh, man, or even the mood that they're in, or whatever the case, you might have an idea like yo, we got to do something festive, or you know it's it's just oh man, just never. Just listening back through a lot of your stuff, a lot of your really successful stuff was bright, was kind of dreamy, right? You like the jazz and yeah. soul, but sometimes an intersection in between jazz and soul, right? Because certain people of your era and after were like very much like, I am jazz, right? right? And some people are, I am soul. And you're kind of like in all the that. middle of that, right? Yeah. Like is that- All that, all yeah. that. Like, it, you know, I came up, my father was playing Johnny Guitar Watts and, you know, Bob James, all that cool stuff he was listening to. I mean, even earlier stuff, the Dells, stuff like that. So- it's just embedded in this is what I want to hear, but I want to hear it flipped up. Like, you know, we, my generation, I think because we came up with like the Fisher Price turntables and stuff like mm-hmm. that as children. So we listened to it and we, as babies, like we listened to this, it's like, yo, this sound right here, this is what I want, this record. And that just grew into like, now we got Technique 1200s. And I mean, I, it's crazy. I could look at pictures of me like with the fish, like, and I'm like, yo, was I already on the way? Like, this is, it's, it's just crazy how life is. But that, yeah, I mean, from beginning hip hop, we had a point of view. We was like, nah, this part of the record. And that's what I love about it is like, that's what we rocked with. And then the artists at first, we, we were like, yo, that's what we rock with. And the artist was like, all right, cool. Y'all rock with us. Then the artist started catering to that, saying, like, yo, we got to do that stuff that they rock with. Because let's talk about Illmatic, one of your greatest moments, one of Nas's greatest moments. He, I mean, and I want to touch on Live at the Barbecue in a second, but, like, you know, we already had a, we had a very high expectation and opinion of him from Live at the Barbecue, right? And he's tough, he's street, he's smart. If I was producing for him, I'd be thinking something loud, like the hate me now kind of beat, right? And you come up with halftime for him, and it ain't hard to tell, right? And those beats are more, like I said, dreamy, right? And jazzy, right? So why did you go in that direction for him? Well, at the time, that's who Nas was, definitely. Like, he was the hood, dreamy, jazzy dude, like, real low-key, <laughs> spoken, like, you know, like, he's, like, real low-key. Like, in the lines of Rock Kim, we were, you know, all in the, on, in the same lines. And um, that's, that's yo, for the time, like, all of that was aligned, and, and, and it, it worked for what— but Like, Rock Kim wanted, like, like, hard, loud— B-boy beats. Yes, B-boy beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nas 
was in a total. He yeah. was. It was a different realm. Because the I think the um the buzz started playing a, a little bit more. Like artists was kind of trying to play it off a little bit. Like yo, nah, we don't want. And then it started becoming more prominent. Like artists start like yo, I actually nah, I puffed the Buddha blast type, you know. And so that's where all that dreamy like. You don't want to hear nothing too fast. You don't want to hear nothing too noisy. You want to just kind of like zone out and have something cool to smoke out to, you know, that type of thing. I think that's what happened. So, because you were already established in the industry mm-hmm. when when you Somewhat, met Nas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it some, did, who who said to you, yo, you got to check out this kid? Well, I was running, uh, my, my boy Joe Fatal, he, uh, like we childhood friends and we disconnected earlier in life and then he came back around later on in life and was like, yo, he was like, yo, I'll be out in Queensbridge. So one thing led to another and I was uh, working with Nas on the demo and I, I knew from the start, like, yo, this dude is exceptional. I mean, surely the first rhyme you heard, you were like, yo, this kid is different. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he's exceptional. Smart, it was, flow, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, for sure. Very And he's particular. like 17 at this point? Like, yeah, like 17, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, very particular, like, yo, just like you could tell customization when you hear it, like when someone took time, a little bit more time. And, you know, so, yo, it was, it was on from there. Like, yeah, I'm, look at Nas, like, yo, if you sit in a room and write and think about the lines, you'll probably be better than the guy who hears the beat and writes the rhyme in 30 minutes. Right. Absolutely. I yeah. was never no, like... Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a statement. It's something that you want to run with for the rest of the time. You know, we wrapped our mind around that early. It was like, yo, this ain't just no you know, demo because we did come from those stages in hip hop where it's like... Yo, you make a tape and then, you know, be around the way everybody hearing it. But it's like, nah, we actually speaking out to the world. And I think all of us knew that. Like, we was like, yo, nah, we got to make sure that we be able to run with this for the rest of the time. So let's go back to the night y'all made live at the barbecue. And did you know what Nas was going to rhyme before he went in the booth? Well, we had gone through a few versions of it and, um... Like, we, we went through a, a few practice takes of it, so I knew, yeah, all right, cool. Like, he's he going to come with something treach on that. Like, it's going to be some treacherous rhymes on there. So I was like, yo, when we finally, when it was uh, time to wrap the album up, and it was like, yo, well, y'all guys were thinking about doing that symphony-type joint, like, give it a try. And we went in, and it was just time to lock, put all the bolts and. You know what I mean? Just tighten everything up and just boom. That, that so was, when he says, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. It was preposterous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was preposterous. So it was like, that, and that's what made our hearts. It was like, yeah, because we, we had that energy. We was young. So it was like, we was like, yeah, like, yo, we, we ready to whatever. Like he said, yo, kidnap the president's wife without a plan. Like, <laughs> It was like, yeah, like, yo, just, we, yo, we, and that's, that's, yeah, That was the first thing that I ever heard about Nas. Yo, this guy said he's going to go to hell for snuffing Jesus on a record. It was like, who said that? And that that line, it's not even a full line. There's no rhyme. It's just that line. (laughs) It like hit the culture like a neutron bomb of like, everyone's like, yo, he said what? 
all right, let's, you know, like that line alone was like, okay, we're ready to hear whatever else you have to say. Yeah. I shoot slugs from my brain just like a rifle. Even before we get, <laughs> that's like, it's, yeah, so, you know, that man is, he's good for life, man. He's he's good for life. No, that, that shit was incredible. Wait, so you, you've worked with a lot of great MCs. What does it take to be a great MC? Well, definitely character. Like, you know, I, when I think about all the guys, they they like, you know, they, their character is who they are. Like, they, and it's somebody who, it's not like you, and then you see some guys in the industry, like, they'll come in with that character and then it just gets neutralized and then now they start trying to be like the entertainer guy. But when a guy comes in and he has this certain thing and he holds on to that, like, all female, like, because we, sure, you know, sure, all, sure. Sure. and it's it's like, yo, um, when they hold on to that thing, like, I, I feel like Barry White held on to it a little bit, and mm-hmm. and like some some guys just hold on to that thing. They don't try to like, hey, well, now I'm here to entertain everybody and do everything and try, you know, now I'm selling this and I'm doing, you know, it's like some people just stick to their thing and just you know keep it keep it funky. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I feel you because, like, most successful MCs, 
we could imagine them as superheroes and we could see like Nas would be like the brilliant guy who can move mountains with his mind, right? Like this guy would be like that. And if I can imagine who you are as a superhero with your own, then you are communicating a character. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And just, you know, just guys really being in the tradition of uh, like with, with us, we, we've been interested, you know, with our history. So, like dudes like Iceberg Slim and, you know, Dolomite, all of these guys and shit. And just to see them be like, come into that, like guys who could take words and flip them and like, uh, and shock the world. Like, uh, I love that, that we're all along along that thread, you know, because even before hip hop, it's like dudes was flipping words and stories and all of that. Like, so it's thumbs up. When you made Looking at the Front Door, which is one of your greatest records. Thank you. You're 1920? Yeah. And it's yeah. a it's 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 one of it's it's like it's kind of a painful hip hop record. I heard it last night, man, and I was like, "Oh, man, damn it's but we going through a painful time right now with the world, man." But as you were saying, No, I mean like like it's it's emotionally mature in a like it's more of an R&B vibe. Yeah. Right. Of like blues. I, 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 I blues. After all, through all these years, I, I'm. I, it's the blues for sure, <laughs> for sure. And and and, how, what were you thinking about? Like, were you in a messed up relationship? No, that's the thing. That's crazy. I, I don't think. But uh, I think I was just now that I look at it. You know, do I thought I was uh, writing about a relationship, but I, I think I, I was just putting a statement out there. Now, ultimately, like. Because the world, like, we fight every night. Like, you know, that's not, like, you no know, Mother Earth. When you say Mother Earth, like, I'm I'm zoning out right now. But, yo, it's 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 just a, a thing. And as I've gone through life, because it's, it's a heavy record. And I see a lot of people, they they have that heaviness. You know, like, I when I turn the drum machine off and then we turn around, we start talking... And somebody tell me some wild story, and I'm like, damn, I would never expect that from yeah. you. And it's like, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it's like, damn, well, we kind of need this. Like, these certain people need that record. And I've heard, oh, ever since that record's been dropped, like, yo, I love that record. That record helped me. That record helped me. That record helped me. And I'm like, damn, I'm... What do you no think one. about... There's sort of a, a, a dichotomy, because the message... Is is heavy. It's emotional. It's bluesy. It's sad, right? Because the the speaker is in pain. Right. I'm tired of this fighting. Right. I'm thinking about leaving. Right. But the beat is the beat up. Beat is like yo. We could dance to that. And see, that's that's one thing that is funny because uh, me and Akinelli, we always tried to do that. Like if a beat was like happy, like we tried to drag it. Like we like emotionally just drag a, it down. Yeah, just like drag it where it's like, yo, we just can't be happy, happy. Like, let's just be like, you know, the beat is happy in this. So that was a thing that we would we would try to do. Hip hop uh, loves angry. Right? Yeah. We don't you right. I mean, I can think of a couple songs like Song Cry, couple yeah. songs that are yeah. in that same sort of register. Right. Right. But right. like not really. It's not that many that are like, I'm sad. Like right. hip hop doesn't usually talk about I'm sad, right? Or the right that vulnerability, hurt, like right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, like yo, I and and yeah, see now, 
when you mentioned the songs that you just mentioned, I, like it even made me feel a little better because, yeah, we've been identifying with the pain from even the message. You know, broken glass everywhere, people pissing on saying, you know, but it's just a different, it's like, all right, well, this is, because a lot of people honestly have come to me like, yo, I grew up in the one parent home. I grew up in mm. this. Like, I know what that, you know, like that front door, like you see it in, in videos, like, it's crazy. Like that was a that was a part of like hip hop had like a little brokenness to it that you know we 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 good though we good. We it's good hard because a lot God of, is good. God a, is good. God is good. But yeah, a lot of us sure. are traumatized, Word. are angry, <laughs> are hurt. Maybe spent time in prison yeah. or broken. don't even know why. Too like all right, let's identify why, and it'd be like, nah, I can't. I ain't got time for that right now. Yeah. <sighs> Broken home, whatever. Word, word. And yet a lot of the records don't reflect the pain that right. we feel in our real lives. Word. I think R&B is a lot better at dealing with emotion than hip-hop. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Nah, because hip-hop was just a sleeve. Like, yo, this is how I feel. You know, it was like the young, like the, you know, so it was like, yo, this is how I feel, and you're going to know about it, and we're going to dance, and, you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. The hip-hop would be like, I got shot, but I'm good. Right. Like, <laughs> right? R&B would like, right. be like, I'm shot, I'm hurt, I need help. Hip-hop right, like, no, I'm good, right, I'm good. Right, right, I'm going to wipe off this blood you gotta and keep You got to be tough, right? right? You got to be right. tough, like, right? Aren't you hurt? Like, aren't right, you, like... Right, right, <laughs> We cold. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm good. Yeah. What is that? It's that. It's that warrior. Like mm. you know, because it does come from the gangs. Mm. So I guess you know. Then you got these, all of these things that, uh, <laughs> uh, like hip hop, uh, like is birthed out of like all of these books and like hip hop is just all of that stuff. So you like lone wolf theories and. All kinds of stuff, like all of that is hip hop. Like it's just because we referenced all of that. You know, there's a cane reference. Somebody, you know, we didn't reference all walks of life and all these books, all these different things. I've heard Harriet Tubman in hip hop records. I've heard yes. all kinds of. So we've have read. We've so it's yo the gang culture influence on hip hop is not spoken about enough. Enough. Because New York gang culture is not the same as it, L.A. It, gang culture. At all. But it did. Yeah. Speak on the impact that gang culture in New York had on New York hip-hop. Well, that was an earlier time. That yeah. was a way earlier time. And, uh, I, you know, I'm from Flushing, Queens. We had a different type of gang like uh, than they may have had in the Bronx with different landscape or whatever. But, um, yo, shh. So crazy, like dudes was running fast. They was jumping over gates. They had these handmade tools. Like it was crazy. Like they had to cut off jean jackets, like with the rock band on the back and everything. I remember it was just like a quick, and then everything turned hip hop. Like all of that, you know. But it was, and then I think that transferred into the breaking thing. Like you see when they up rock, they still doing like the yo I'm gonna stab you, yo I'm with God. Like when they do that. Too, Yes, dancing became a yeah, symbolic exactly. of fighting. Exactly, but we're doing it peace. Well, peace. I saw this amazing documentary named uh, Rubble Kings. Oh yeah, that was nice. Yeah, with yes. the brothers uptown. Yeah, yes. for sure. Which was so important 
It was. Because there was a gang truce in the Bronx in 71. Yeah. And before that, you couldn't go to the next block because you're not in their gang, right? They had a, a citywide gang truce, which then meant you could go to any block. Yeah. And now the musicians and the dancers are able to come together and start combining ideas. The girls are comfortable to go to the parties, yeah. which make the parties bigger and hotter. Yeah. And now the musical thinkers of the Bronx in the early 70s are able to get together and talk about and think yeah. about. And now the guards, now the guards is start, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's like we, we starting to become a little more refined and civilized. I, that was the beauty of it, isn't it? It's with everything, you know, it, it, it got to start with that rough thing and then comes up out of it, man. But just a level, it got to maintain a level of that roughness, though, because, I, I, you know, we just like, it's crazy. <laughs> well, wait, are you saying you don't love the je- the direction that hip-hop is taking in general? I mean, some some of it is like, you know, and, and unfortunately that's why some of these artists is not, you know what I mean, like living the long haul, like, and... and Cause it's it's you know, yo, there's there are definitely rules and codes of it that grant you long life. That if you know them, you know like, what I mean. Like them, like them what? New York, like you know certain things. Like you just don't say certain things. You don't do certain things. Like you what? Know? It's a ton of them, man. Like you don't get on record and be be rating a man's wife or you know no, some sure. wild. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's crazy stuff, man. And it's like. Come on, man. This ain't what we start. When you was a kid, breakdancing and saying like, yo, one day I'm going to make a record, man. You were, you, you weren't saying like, yo, one day I'm going to be this and this dude and I'm going to be like, yo, it's nah. It, that's not what our original thing was. It was to shine and represent hip hop and the skills we had, you know, skills, gang star, skills. That's what we was accenting the skills like and flavors like yo all right cool he got the he got the light blue flavor on now he got the the red flavor now he got the that you know all the flavors and all of that like it started getting on that like too tough and and it, it wasn't it, it it like we were shining we were shining like that's yeah you know. i feel like the thesis of most hip hop songs is i'm the shit in the I'm, beginning, you look like Spoonie G. Like, that's the first record I bought. And this whole record, he's talking about how he's driving around. The girl loved him. Like, yo, he invited in money. the car. He got, yeah, he got money. Chilling. I like, ex- yo, I'm the shit. That's, that's where, I mean, and, you know, it did get a little bit rough. And you want to kind of tell people a little bit, like, so nobody start fronting on you. Like, you know, you just popped out of the woodwork. So you might want to. You know, like, yo, nah, we, I know this block, I'll be on that block. But for the most part, it's but, like, but when I stand there, I'm I'm shining, we chilling like that. Yeah. But that, even, that if you're of, like, if you're like, I'm from 145th, right. you're not saying my block is soft. Right. My block just, is hard. Just, I'm the shit. It, it, <laughs> right. Like, I, yo, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you break down about 90% of the records, Right. Yeah, the I mean, bravado is is the bravado level is yeah. Right. For I sure. can flow. I got words. I got girls. I love I it. Got, I could. I could. And that's what's funny about like I love it because I could hear all the different styles of that. Like you know, Jada Kiss got a style of doing that. Like Nas got a style. Fabulous got a great style of doing that. You know, Cameron got his style. Of, like oh, I love to hear that. Like Jay, you know, it, Jay, Jay. 
KRS-One once said that a rap song should be like a confidence sandwich in that the words are instilling confidence and the way that the MC is talking in KRS, the vibrations of the MC's voice, if you put that in your mouth, so you are repeating the words as the MC is saying it, it should fill your body with confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, that, yo, that's for real. Like, it's funny because, like, even with, like, one of my rhymes, like, uh, I could, another artist could come to me and say one of my rhymes to me in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I, I didn't even, you know, so, yeah, for sure. Like, you, it's, it's just beautiful, like, that, because... A lot of hip hop heads. We didn't have any. We didn't. We didn't. Of you, course, we all. You know, we had some sort form of parenting and over, overseeing and like guidance. But yo, it was, it was it was crazy, man. And it was like, yo, this is this is what you got to hold on to. Is it? We are there. Wild moments from your career in hip hop that. You think back, as I know, you was in and out of a lot of clubs. You was in a lot oh, of man. studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. funny. You yeah. know, like some yeah. wild shit that happened, yeah, yeah. and then we had to like <laughs> run out of there, da 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 da, whatever. Oh nah, I never know wild like like that, but just like little funny things that happen in studios. Like you see, like legacy artists, like you know, and just the inside and the workings are like you know, and it's just like. Oh wow! Like yo, I you know from the surface, from the outside surface, you it looks all good, but just inside, it just is you know it's it's crazy. And they we got glimpses of that, unfortunately, in some of these movies and stuff like that, where the inner work is. But to see like certain artists, like and just how you know it's just crazy. Like it, it you know. Well, you've not, worked with some of the all-time greats. Let's talk about working with Busta Rhymes because he's an amazing MC. Man. And, and Bus, man, I was fortunate enough to be there kind of with him in the beginning, beginning, and with the leaders of the new school yeah. days. Like, that's when we was on the road, and everyone knew that, like, if it wasn't going to be leaders, it was definitely going to be Bust around. Yeah, but they was going to be represented, like, because yeah. just all of their energy, and then Bus just, like, he was not going to sleep. Like, he was not, he was like... 24 hours, I'll be like, yo, all right, cool. The record was on the radio today. I'm going to sleep and shit. Busta Rhymes called like, yo, I'm coming over there right now. And we're going to like, it, like yeah. he was not going to stop until it was popping, like for real. Like he, I seen, you know, I was, I was kind of not, not cool. I was like, yo, all right, man, it's, you know, the dream came true. Like, yo, making records, we chilling. Like, I was like in cruise control, but it was like, Boss's energy was like, no, we not getting comfortable. We gonna keep this. Does yeah. he add pressure to you as a producer? Cause like, no, because you gotta just let them guys go where they going. I'm, I told you, I'm chilling. I'm like, yo, hold up, man. Like, yo, he's like, nah, we gotta do. We got. I'm like, all right, man, go ahead, man. Like, yo, you whenever, whenever you, you know, he went to go conquer the world. You know what I mean? Like that was still the time where I was like. Wanted to chill in the hood. Now I finally got my crib in the hood. Like, I'm like, you know, these guys was conquering the world already. So wait, are you the type of producer who's coaching the vocalist or you just let them rock? Oh, well, you can't coach uh, Busta Rhymes because you how do you anything. coach that customization? I mean, like can, you, can you not say, yo, the first four 
was incredible. The next two, I think you oh, could yeah, be no, better. no, definitely you could you you could definitely uh, offer your opinion to anyone. You know what I mean, like to anyone. But whether or not they gonna rock with you or not, you know that's up to the. They came. So you to, gotta say, well, how do you say to Buster Rhymes? I think you could do that better. Well, we friends, so you know that's yeah, but that's. Just, but you still gotta I mean, be. You can't get no. Don't get none of these. Uh, I you know I don't know like. I don't know. I don't know. But like we friends, I could be like, yo, bust, man, come on, you know, or something like that, you know. And even then, I might not even, you know what I'm saying? Bus is is strong. Like he's a strong vocalist. For sure. <laughs> for, for sure. I mean, he gives you so much music in the voice. Yeah. Does the track then have to respond to that in terms of the track has to pull back to make space? For him, because there's melody and bass and rhythm and all this in his voice. Yeah, right. And he's, he's, yeah. It's, it's just a, it's just always a extravaganza when that man touches the mic. Like it's crazy. You remind me. He reminds me of the impact of Jamaica on yeah, us. Oh, I think that sure. he is the living embodiment for, sure. for the boy, yeah, all that for sure. Right? Talk about bully a, foot, yeah, all that bully foot shit, yeah. What do you mean? Bust, bust it, bully foot. Like what does that, it mean? He just come in there like, yo, oh, like, yo, that's the Jamaican, you know, terminology for sure. Like, he just coming in bully foot, like, with the, you know, with the roster cap and like, yo, for sure, like, bust the rhymes, like, that's, yeah, uh, always, man, always, that dude. Because folks don't always talk about it cool Herc grew up in kingston yeah and he brought what he saw in kingston to the bronx right so we're talking about big sound system. but you know what man and now they're going through like a phase where you know they they're unearthing new discoveries where it may have not come you know but i honestly like my my pops friend they were the older guys they was already kind of going in with like love is the message okay you know what I mean? Like you, you, so it was a thing that was, I think, happening all, you know, but just in the BX, like they had all them elements, like, it, and it was all aligned for the BX, I think. Yeah, for sure. But honestly, like they putting out a lot of documentaries now saying like Flowers and all kinds of dudes was doing it. And and I, I it made me think about me coming up and like we had Dr. Love out in Corona Boom. He was doing the same thing, too, like, when I think about it. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe that, you know, as my mind opens up, like, you know. But Herc, for what is hip-hop, yeah, definitely. I, I would always say that. You know, I mean, he, like, like I said, he took what he saw in Jamaica. And it was the funky records, too. And just, That's the thing. It wasn't the disco joints because they yeah. had disco breaks at one time. And then that's what, do, 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 you know, with the bongos in and everything. But Herc was, you know, they started kind of like, yeah, playing the, the like the boom so, bap joints. So when you, because you've worked with a tribe called Quest, yeah, some amazing work with them. Midnight Marauders, were you with them? Yeah, before I was. Midnight I was Marauders? with them. Yeah, during the Midnight so Marauders, which we get ready like next week. I think we um celebrating thirty plus years. Like, <sighs> that yeah, album's yeah, not yeah, thirty yeah. years old. The album just came that out. Was with, what are you talking um, about? Yeah, that, that album ain't thirty years old. It's at the same day as the Wu Tang. Um, yeah. So. Working with Q-Tip, another <sighs> legendary MC, yeah. completely different energy than Busta, yeah. but also a complete legend, yeah. complete character. For sure. What's it like working with him? 
that's big bro. So like I learned a lot from Q Tip. Like he uh gave me a professional edge, like a sheen. Like when I went out on the tour with them, you know, I was still cuffing the mic, all kinds of stuff. And they like, yo, look, if you're gonna do this, man, you gotta do this right. Like certain things, like the professionalism that the group and just the fly styles that they like, you know, that that dude is a, a you know, when you talk about stars, like for real, Q-Tip is is like to this day, like he's he he just got that star thing to him. Like he he's he's that dude. How'd you sure. come up with your name? Laws Professor? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, when you be on the mic and you, you know, you like, yo, it's the grand high exalted Laws Professor. Cause I, you know, I believed in my skills. Uh-huh. So no matter what anybody said or anything like that, like if we at on the turntables or the mic or whatever. Lost professor, like you know, that's 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 who I'm. We don't we don't see it anymore, but there was a strain in the '80s of yeah. I'm here to educate you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm Karis yeah. One. I'm poor righteous teachers. I'm yeah. public enemy. And you, with large brother, you seem to be in that vein, right? Statisonic. Well, we're here to teach. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want because I, I I think my mission in the beginning when I think about the first record we put out, I was like like a hip hop defender like because i didn't like what some of yeah. this stuff i was hearing is so i was like a hip-hop defender large professor like you know that kind of thing <laughs> why the large oh at the time in like 89 uh 89 that was you know how they, they went through deaf they went through fresh mm-hmm. you know all the, the words of, of the time so at that time it was like large i think even like krs one of them was like yo you're large like that kind uh-huh. so that was the word of the time it was like large professor and then when I thought about it, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, because I just started saying it, and I was on the DJ tip, so I was like writing, and I was DJing, and my DJ skills, I was already making tapes for people to dance to and all of that type of stuff. It was like, yo, and so now here I am in a, you know, size large, what, I don't know, I wish I would have said like I was a triple extra Wait, large you professor. you like, in a large, though. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a large, I'm a large, and now we, I got to really? ride out that way. I are did that re- to myself. Are you, are you really? I should have been like a, a 4X, <laughs> like 4X really? large professor. Yeah, now. Really? Just a large now, like, yo, <laughs> yo, if I keep going, I don't, you know, no medium professor, but yo, large. <laughs> Which, and then they got to do small professor out there and shit, big him up and shit, he's so, another producer. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market. Dot com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. 
Jamil Alamine, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. At what age did you start thinking, yo, I could do this? Early, yo, because it was the breakdancing days. Like, that's what, I, that's what I'm trying to get these people to realize is that, like, this comes from even earlier times where those were my battle days were the uh, breakdancing days. Like, that's when we was when we was battling. Windmills, headspins, all of that. Like, you that's did all when that. I was battling. You could really do all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was. I used to battle at USA uh, roller skating rink, like scrambling feet. That was the dudes from the LES. What like, was your we best be move? Going, um, like, I used to, I, I could do, I could do, Windmill to head spin. I could do uh, air tracks. I could do a hand spin. I killed this dude. I did a I did a hand spin to a head spin one time. That was dangerous. You could break your neck and shit. But I, I did that shit. I did a hand spin to a head spin. Just a one whip head spin. <laughs> Sizzled that nigga and just ah. Wait, that when, was it. When you could do a head spin, how many spins could you well, do? You know, because they had the stop and goes and they had the one whips. So they that was that was kind of like my nickname and shit. It was like yo Willie One Whip, because oh, wow. I could do the little the little dreidel type of little uh-huh. like yo when this motherfucker gonna stop? And then people everybody just started getting nice to that shit. Where it's just like yo snake. Like but you had 30. to close your eyes when you're doing the whip, right? Nah, really? Nah, you yo you 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 just. You know, because we were so light back then, our, our frames, and that's why I'll be trying to tell people, too, with the hip-hop, like, that was a thing, too, like, the hip-hop physique. Like, we had, yo, we were so light back then, man. Like, yo, dudes start being able to do flares. But like, I that would, was Olympic. That was I, Olympic. We was doing Olympic things. I would and, get dizzy. Most people would get dizzy doing a couple of 360s, right? 360s. If you, if you close your eyes, you can fend that off a little bit right. longer. Yeah, I was saying you had to stop and goes to, you had the joints where you, you know, and then you catch it, you stop and goes, then you maybe um, going to a one whip. Yeah, nah, that, that was, those But you're were the coming days. up at a time and in love with hip hop at a time when it was not thought of as a career, right? Right. I want to say. No, 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 but we was going for that because honestly. You was going man, for a career. Honestly, like dudes, we were seeing and we like, yo, we nice. Like, yo, we 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 just as nice. Like the Burger King commercial where they called him the um the Burger King windmills where he was holding his balls <laughs> while he was doing the, the windmills. <laughs> It was like, yo, and then everybody saw learn how to do the Burger King windmills and shit. And it was like, we felt we had a chance. So we were trying to go out and get in one of them commercials or getting it. You know, like we was always trying to get out there and and, and flex the skills. Mm. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I feel like around 85, 86, 87, it started to turn from this is just a thing that we're doing. Maybe it was played get community out. Yeah. respect to yeah. then like. Yo, we could go on a national tour. Yeah, we could not, get well, on the, MTV. The legends like Rocksteady and them could, but like anybody else trying to now, come I out mean, now. I don't mean just for dancing. I mean for for all of it. Right. Right? Because early 80s, it was not a career thing, right? I was just trying to make a record and being known in the hood, right? right? Known in the city. Late 80s, it was like, yo, 
this is national. We could get on MTV. We could tour the nation. Yeah. We could make a career out of this. And yeah. so in the 90s, people are like, yo, I'm in this to try I'm to in, be a career. Right, right. No, but I mean, from the beginning, like, we believed in our skills. So we felt like, like, my my boy Shy Skills, he's a king. God bless him. Like, that's that's my man that um produced the first Onyx album. Mm. He was a a shirt like a king early when breakdancing, bike riding, all of that. Like we 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 had like we was early, just they wasn't, you know, the camera, we wasn't in front of the camera, but we had the skills like that in the breakdance era, graffiti era, all of that. Like I grew up with some with some some A one dudes. Close also with a guy, an MC I love, who has not gotten a lot of a lot of national shine, but Akinyeli yeah. has made some incredible records. Yeah. I still occasionally listen to Fuck Me For Free. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. He, I was just what was down the B side on that? What was the other one? He had another Put It in Your Mouth. Put it in your mouth. That record. That record it fucking kills me. <laughs> it's so funny. And he's so serious. And it's so ill. And now he's down there in Atlanta. He's in Dominican Republic with KOD with King o King of Diamonds. Still giving it to him. <laughs> Word. He got the spots. I was just in Atlanta. They just had Queens Day Atlanta. I was just out there with him. And he's still killing it. He Yo, it's crazy. What do you think is... The music that shaped you. You talked about your father's records, mm -hmm. but you don't start to. We don't start to start to come into our own as musical entities until we're like, this is what I listen to, right? And the rec. So, what are the records and the artists that shaped you and your musical taste? Well, definitely Spoonie G. That's the first record mm. that I bought. Spoon and Rap, of course. Grandmaster Flash. Uh, you know all of them guys because. It, it didn't even start with records with us. It was cassettes. cassettes. Like, we were getting cassettes. Yes. Like, from the Bronx. Mixed cassettes. Mixed cassettes. We was getting joints like um, like the Park Jams, though. Like, uh, uh, was the, oh, my God. The Cold Crush. Oh, my yes. God. So, I'm I'm going through the Crash Crew to feel the Cold Crush. So, when they had, like, huh, yo, who, do, who you don't want to see now, huh? Like, when they was rocking, like, and it was crazy. Like to hear those, like Slick Rick and them when they did the original Lottie Dottie, like yes. in, in the damn gymnasium somewhere. Like we was getting them tapes. Yes. Like, and those were like records to us. It was like, yo. And and then the records started coming out. And then it was like wildfire from there. Who's that Superman joint um, with the aliens talking? Wiki, 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 yeah, what was yeah, that yeah, record? yeah, wiki, 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 had... uh, do, 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 yeah, do. yeah, do, 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 to, and jam I didn't even on it. jam on it, jam on it, jam on it, jam on it. Wiki, jam on it. Look at the I was memory. The name of the group. So yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I was into. I didn't because because I just had a tape. It right. didn't have credits. It had been made. It had been recorded. Not like by. So it was like, oh, yeah. this song is incredible. Who made it? I don't that was know. a one of one at the time. too, yes. man. That's like out here, like in the city, like you just see the oh my god, yeah, nucleus, nucleus, nucleus. jam on go, it, baby. hell yeah, yeah for sure. You know I was, <laughs> but so so you said Spoonie G, Cold yeah, Crush, Spoonie who G. else? 
Oh, so of course, Cool Mo D, um, mm-hmm. Rock Him, Cool G Rap, like yo, all them, them Wordsmith, like slick Wordsmith, and then now even on the other hand, like on the like you know, because you taking it, then you go this way now, where it's like the new dudes. So you got dudes like Thirty Eight Special, and and like Thirty Eight Special definitely like he carries the tradition of all them dudes that I mentioned. Who outside of hip hop shaped you musically? Oh man, like yo, well my pops brought me up listening to Johnny Guitar Watson, right? And so like he, that man was slick, like he was he was hip hop before hip hop was hip hop, like and James Brown, of course, like. Man, all all kinds of like and like I said, my pops, he had he had friends who the early, early stages of mixing, so when they had the disco breaks and so after a while, once they saw I was into it, like throw me a mixer, throw me a turntable, whatever, and, and like I got they blessings. Like it was crazy. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. Um Wow. It's been a long career been a long career is there one yo no and and it's still going this is what's crazy because i'm like i I thought like maybe like i'll be sitting back right now and just kind of doing like the recaps still still producing dogs i just came back from the uk it's a whole like we just and we have a um an event that we do is called smoking beats it's like since now you know in new york they rock with us with the marijuana so now we have an event where you can come through, play your beats, and if you puff, like, yo, you good. Like, yo, you can puff while you listening. You know, a lot of... So, smoking beats, like, it's... But I'm glad to play a more position like that where I'm more... You know, I play a couple of tunes, I DJ, and then I let the, you know, the new up-and-coming. We got Zars, we got Do It For The Bobbers. We got whole new dudes coming up, and it's on the beat tip, and I, I love it. Like, this is giving me more life. You just made a record with Most Def. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. video That's, going around that I posted yeah. not even knowing yeah. of Most playing it for Pharrell. Yeah. Hey, Professor. And, right? And yeah. Most is super proud of it. And yeah. Pharrell is like, yo, that's the yeah. shit. Yeah. And I didn't even know yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was your record. Yeah. Um, but talk about Modern World. I think that's what we're going to name it, Modern World. And it was crazy because uh, Dave Chappelle was out and he was filming that episode. It was a special episode with Blackstar that he was filming. He was out here, and Talib called me to the lab. He was like, yo, come through, big bro. Uh, I came down. Then it was just like a, everybody was there. Mad Lib, Pete Rock, everybody was there. And so everybody get to doing what they do because we about that life. Boom, start pressing play on some heat. Ah, like, yo. So I played something, and... He heard that. He was like, yo, the mic is on. It just went right in like he always do. So you didn't make it for him? I was just in there playing beats, and that man just felt whatever he felt to go in and just knock that out. But, yo. That that was an improvised rhyme? I I don't know if he, you know, because he's a magician with the words. Like, he probably got things that he had on his heart that he sketched out before, you know. So maybe he had that already, but... When he put it down, it was with no delay. Like, he he put it down, and it was, like, he knew that song, like, because it was in no time. It was done. That, yo, and it, it's crazy. It's 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 really just a, a big burst of energy, and 
it was just so crazy when he showed Pharrell because I don't even know if Pharrell was ready for that burst of energy. Like, because it's, <laughs> it's a lot in this, you know, modern world, world, y'all seen. And and I'm working with uh, Tyler. We we got like six, seven, and that's 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 crazy. My is man, this, Al Scratch. Is this a Black Star album? Yo, it's just, an, like I said, it's, a, it's an extravaganza. It's just like, yo, we tossing beats up and whoever's hungry, they, they going in, like... I was talking to CL Smooth yesterday. Like we, you know, it's it's so many things like possibilities with the legacy artists that is more life that I'm loving. Like you know, and, I, and I'm not really caring like who in the chart. Just as long as we rocking and we getting it out of our hearts, desires. You, you talk know? about CL, yeah, Smooth. You co-produced. A song with Pete Rock, yeah, for them. What does co-producing? All right, so co-producing right there at them in them times was like, you know, you may have gave that dude the the record that had the drums on it. You know, he and he used those drums, and he's like, ah, yo, no, you, you. That's how it was. Is that what happened? Yeah, you gave him the drum. Yeah, the drums, and and then on our joint, he like there was a record that he was looping up, and I was like, "Yo, that that's crazy!" And he just tossed me the record and be like, "So when I hooked it up, you know, I I had the homie in the back of the mind, like, yo, nah, I got put his name on that, like I can't, like I just did this, like that was his, that was his thing." I feel like you like to use voices. In the chorus a lot. And I don't mean as part of the hook, but as part of the beat. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just, you know, that little pep up, that little pep up, like that, you know, that's hip-hop. That's hip-hop. Like in looking at the front door. uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, Is that you going da-da-da-da-da-da-da? Nah, 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 that's that's the Pazant brothers. They, you know, they doing their thing right there. Like, I and when I heard that that record linked with the Donald Bird, I was like... Oh, this is crazy. We about to get them. Like I, it's so, like when you hook something up and you know it's 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 that thing. You know, it's just crazy. Like yo, we about to get them. So, are you just at home in the lab every day, just listening to things and making beats on your own? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even I, if I'm, you don't have a specific gig or assignment, yeah, I'm just making beats I all the time. Daily, I love like that's that's my thing. I don't really watch television like that too much. I, I like to um. I mean, especially with the internet, like, I like that we can go and seek out the stuff that we want to watch. But, like, coming up, I didn't like what a lot of what we was being fed because that's all, you know, and I seen a lot of my elders was, like, really, like, glued. Like, so I was, like, always headphones, the radio, music, pause tapes, that type of stuff. So, yeah, nah, it's, oh, man, I, I started thinking about that stuff, man. It's, it's so crazy, man. All these years, yeah, music. So you'll get up and go well, in. Well, yeah, that was my thing. Growing up, like, so I would get up. My mom's, I hear my mom's slippers or something like that, and the radio come on, and then you start hearing her slippers, like, rocking to the beats or whatever and like that. Be like, Mama used to say, like, it, it'd be funny because she's trying to sing that loud. Like, Mama used to, like... And I'll be like, all right, I'm getting up, you know, but it was just all around music, you know, Luther Vandross, all of that, Patti LaBelle, like, Roberta Flack, all of that. Wait, you said 
you hear a beat in your mom's slippers, so you hear music in everything. Yeah, now you hear she's skipping like to the beat, like she, you know what I mean, like that. That was. But you just going through the day and you hear. Yeah, any yeah, yeah, rhythms can... and yeah, rhythms and stuff and stuff like it, like people talking. You hearing like you like yo, that's that's a song title right there, like that, you know, all of that. Yeah, because I, I hang around a lot of creatives, so it's it's good to you know like wake people up to their everyday things that they doing is like, yo, that's a song. Like, that's a... You know when you're going into, like, the toll booth and they have, like, the little bumps to slow... makes you slow it down? It used to be the toll booths. It ain't the toll booths It ain't no, anymore, it ain't right? no toll crazy, booths anymore, right? right? We dating <laughs> ourselves. But, like, like little bumps, right, on the road, right. right? And KRS told me, like, when he goes over there, he thinks, yo, I should sample that, right? That sounds that like a beat. Yeah. And I'm like, a real creative musical person is going to be hearing, oh, look at the way I walked across the floor. Look at, Listen to the way that I opened the knot. That's a sound. Oh, yeah. That's oh a, nah, see, nah, so you're you hearing, know, but see, with me, with those things, I don't try to capture them. I just let them fly because, like, a lot of times, like, I'll be working on something. And you know how New York is. If you hear the M, you hear, like, yeah. and you're like, ah, that shit is fire. Like, yeah, yeah that shit yeah. is fire. Like, you hear the fire truck or some shit going crazy, like, while I'm working on something. So... You know, them little sounds are like the bird will be, like, chirping in unison for a minute. Like, it, it's, yeah, I love them things. That's I that. mean, you know, we think a lot about how... That's that wonderful world. Louis Armstrong, what sure. a wonderful world. But New York hip-hop was very much about boom boxes, maybe clubs and parks, yeah. and headphones. yeah. But when the West Coast came, yeah, it was about big systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the South was listening in cars. Yeah. So they were expecting more big, musicality. Big, yeah. Right? More yeah, complexity, yeah. right? Like, but we, yeah. and we were, right? So, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? You, you, you nailed that, like, cause that's, that's, um, Right, it was it was it was Walkmans and stuff mm. like that, and 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 when you think about what we was just talking about, like them park jams and stuff like that, like that was all lo-fi. Like this dude recorded this off of his radio that wasn't even connected to the line and the shit. Like so, we listening to distant just for the rhythms, just for the rhythms and for what he's saying. Not it wasn't like really because everybody living on top of one another and all that. You can't really blast out. There were places you could blast out, but you can't really blast out like that. So it's like headphones and all of that. So yeah, that boom and bass and all of that. Like they was like, yo, you know, your your solo debut album came out. Uh, did not come out. Mm-hmm. Got shelved for like a decade. Yeah. What happened? It just didn't pan out, man. Like they. Uh, it was with Geffen Records. Yeah. Like, and it, that was such a, it was a golden opportunity. At the time, the industry was doing, like, they was doing big, big uh, business, big business moves. Like, you know, Bad Boy, a lot of dudes was, like, clicked up. And I was still trying to be, like, this boutique artist on this big label. And he was like, yo, come on, man. We need, we, we going to need, we going to need, like, some, some, something to happen. And I was trying to You mean, be, like, like, hits? We need yeah, something that like, we need yeah, yeah. hits, right? Exactly, yeah. things like that. But what they wasn't thinking about was the global span of it. Like it was just like everybody was looking at, like, yo, here in America, and it's like, yo, at that time, now I find out that I was becoming a global artist. Wow. So now, 
if at that time they would have really looked at me as an artist, they'd say, yo, boom, throw him overseas and he's going to kill the game. So they, you know, now that I'm getting more into my marketing strategy of who I am as an artist and not just on some cookie cutter, you know, try to apply any old, you know, because that's what they do in the industry. They're just going to apply that template shit on you. And then if you don't cut it, they letting you go. You know, and that's what it is. And that's why they even want you to have everything together when you come there. Because they like, yo, listen, we're not doing nothing for you. We're just going to put a little spark in there, right. you through our system. And then if you fly, you fly. If not, you're not. You know? And that's that's why you got to have as much as you can have together. And I, unfortunately, came up in where I thought the office was going to do this and do that. I wasn't thinking no strategies or overseas or nothing like that. So... Did you think it was a great album? Yeah, I thought uh, because now they are, and and it was just the climate of the of the industry because the industry was going for a certain sound. Your record was ninety six. It was ninety six. Yeah, Mad Scientist and and Mad Scientist. I just want to chill, dancing girl. All these joints. So now these is like like legendary joints around the world. That people like their you new younger generations, these are the joints that they love, and I survived that. Like, cause when I was coming up, like the meters, mm. it was like, yo, the meters was this like deep funk soul Amazing. group that certain people knew about. Like right. they was good, but like everybody. Didn't, so now it's like I'm that dude now. So it's crazy. I'm that dude in that. Certain people love my music, but a lot of people don't know it. That's what you're saying. I'm that dude in like, yo, when I wherever I go, I got mad love. And some like a dude came up to me and on and when I like that's what dudes gotta do. When I started this shit, I wasn't like, yo, and then I'm gonna go to a record label and I'm gonna sell two million albums. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go out here and shine and do it like this. Like when I got into the record and then I seen like certain dudes was doing certain things and dudes was getting clipped and this shit. I'm like, yo, hold up. This is not my original heart's desire. So then I started settling for what it was because I, I didn't know. I wanted to do it how I do it. I do it on some real hip-hop, graffiti, breaking. And that's why I travel the world the way I do now. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of artists is... Them artists, some of them artists that was popping at that time is is not popping. This now. this this reminds me of something I've heard a lot. That the music business is not helpful to artists' creativity. And you want to be a unique artist. You're not a hit guy, but you're gonna deliver a great album that people are gonna listen to for years. It's gonna influence other artists. Yeah. But the industry's like, we don't understand that. Yeah, especially with the cookie-cutter mentality. They're like, you know, if the if it don't pop after a certain while, they're like, yo, we're not hanging in there. Like, right. we got to keep it moving. You know, we got this popping over there, that popping. Then you got to go figure, which I did. I figured it out for myself. I'm like, all right, I got to figure this shit out myself. Like, because they, my time was up. You know, and now they're circling back. That's the thing that's crazy. Like, I've been working, you know, with some of these labels again, and it'd be happening like that. You know what I mean? Like, they they come back like, yo, we, we need that, but we need you've that original recipe. But you've experienced 
an era when the labels were powerful. Yeah. And the current era where the labels are not really as yeah not as definitely. powerful at all as they used yeah, to be. Yeah, but I mean it, it kind of diminished because the artists had to start becoming stronger and start coming like and and that's why I big up the South because the South they didn't like we was duped up here because we think like yo go down there to the office and do this and do that, but the South ain't really have them offices like that, so they had to get that put that put that in the trunk. But, but artists are struggling with making money from the avenues that the record business Oh, especially, offers. yeah, today you're saying, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. not really going to make a lot of money releasing yeah. an album, right? Yeah, you, well, but that, but that's why now it's, 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 you know, dudes is getting smart. They putting their joints on vinyl now because that's where you're going to make the money. On and vinyl? And now vinyl, now vinyl, yo, dogs, listen, a copy of a vinyl album of like, and like a, a lot of these new artists today, them, them, the records are coming out and they need like a hundred dollars a piece. A hundred dollars for a for a new artist, like it, 70, 80, 90, 100, 130, but a piece on vinyl, on vinyl. But that's not a lasting business. Vinyl's not a lasting business. No. To sell records at $100 or even $50 a piece, not compared to what you can do touring <laughs> or licensing. While as far you're touring, as... you bumping the vinyl. You you selling the vinyl. It's, 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 you it's, sell a it's, lot of vinyl? That's damn near all I sell is vinyl. Really? That's your number one source of... Yes, of... that's what we do. We go out, we press these things up. And because vinyl is what it is, you know, it, it costs a little bit more. So... No, you satisfied it at, at the end of the How day. Many? And you still getting the streams. And you still getting the checks from the streams. It's but the streams money. is teeny. Yeah, it's slow money. I, I, but actually, it's not slow money. And it's not low money. Like, it's it's bread. Like, it's like, all right, cool. But then you going out here with your design that you know works for you when you hitting them streets. And that's 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 the love of, you know, that's... that's Can you beauty. say how many vinyl records you've sold? Like, approximately. Well, listen, like, all right, there was one time they I did a remix. I did a Nas remix. And this is just light work and shit, but um, I did a Nas remix, and I thought Sony was going to rock with it, and they didn't. And I was like, man, nah, this shit got to come out. This shit got to come out. I went and pressed it up. I only pressed up like a 1,000. I was chilling. I was chilling. That was my first time. I went to the record shops. I didn't even know I had the friends I had. Like, dudes was like, yo, bring a box. Like, these dudes was like, yo, bring this, bring that. That that was like, now I'm on the front line. Like, and it was this was just How a much hobby. you sell the record for? What was it like? It varied. Actually, it varied. Because some dudes overseas wanted it too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So here, I cut different levels. Right. Yeah. So what was it? Well, at average, at average, like a single would have been like like twenty five, thirty. Okay, that's thirty thousand dollars at top. Not even. That's not, not even. money to you. That's money I'm, to me. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying you got to give half that to government. You got to give some of that to the retailer. Who? 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 <laughs> Bro, we gonna talk. We gonna talk some other time. <laughs> We're going to talk some other time because you talk about I got to give, I don't know which. But you got to share with the retailer. That's, 
I press them records up. I go there. I say, yo, this is $30. That $30 go in my hand, bro. Like, that's, that's what you talking about. Like, <laughs> that's, this is like that level of street. Like, you know, I ain't never okay. like did my, no, no, but. So this is like a mixtape. More like a mixtape than like an album. It ain't no mixtape. But I mean, like in terms of you make a, if do when yeah, do yeah, up makes a mixtape, yeah, he don't. Absolutely. Right. He just. Get, you go, yeah, you go down the canal. You, right. You know what I mean? Like. But and and they was taking them. It wasn't even consignment. Like so that that's that's the thing. It's like, you know. So when you know you got that, you know it's a good thing. And then you know you press more. You, you know you. It's good. I'm quiet with it. You know I'm from Queens, so it's QU. It's quiet. You know what I mean? See, like, that's the thing, right? A lot of people are like, "Yo, I haven't heard of such and such artist. He fell off. She fell off. That's like, cool. But that's also cool. like." You don't realize they that, that man's moving. Yeah, yeah he did a dead. tour of second level arenas in twenty big cities. He's good. He did little yeah, little mom and pop in stores. DJ did. As a matter of fact, I seen him at the brewery the other day. He did the brewery in Denver, and then he was old. Stop, man! It's crazy. It's crazy. Yo, there was um. Once I happened to know a friend of a friend of somebody who had been married to somebody in in a big, huge rock band. But the band had been big years ago. So you would think, well, I never see them now. They must have fallen off. They I just happened to know that that year they had done a tour of South America and each of the members of the band had walked away with five, six million dollars. And you never heard anything. Nothing. You think they fell off and they it. just got another bet. I love it. Quiet and then kept, ne- next year they're going to do it in Australia, Japan, da da da, and, da. And they're just walking down the block. I see this guy, man. He's a legacy artist, man. And I see him I see him in the grocery store, man. And I'm like, yo, this dude used to rock with Earth, uh, with Average White Band. Like, this dude used to, like, it's so crazy. And I just see him there chilling. I'm like, yo, you going out? Like, like yeah, we getting ready to go to Frankfurt and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's, that's, that's in... I don't even care how much bread he got or don't got. I just love that he, you know, because you, if you want to make more money, you just put in the work. And there's, you know, that's, so we good, man. What I, is the country outside of America that loves your music and pays you the most? Japan. Japan. Japan, baby. That's, that's, that's my heart. I, I love Japan. Like, they... They serious with it. They they hold presentation, just everything. Like they they take music serious. They take everything. You know, they do it big. They do it right. For real. Yeah, Japan. Wow. Japan. So there's a deep respect for real hip hop. Absolutely. In Japan. For all the real elements of everything, like graffiti, everything. Like we got Yo, Shiro, she's an L graffiti artist. Like, she killing the game, all the murals all over the place. So you've been there a million times. Close to. What's, what, I haven't been there yet, dying to go. Oh, wow. What, if I go to Tokyo, if we go to Tokyo, yeah. what should we do? As Man. far as, we're yeah. hip-hop fans. I want right, to see what's fans. hip-hop in Tokyo. It's going to be one of them clubs is going to be, uh, they had, Back in the days, I had Club Nuts. It's going to always be one of them clubs that's rocking. And they will probably have a legacy artist out there, you know. But other than that, there's going to definitely be a gig where somebody's DJing. It may be DJ Coco, Shamita. Like, it may be, uh, 
who knows, you know, but you go out there, whatever food, I don't know what you eat or don't, you know what I mean? You get some food, man, you just go record shopping. That's what I do, I go record shopping, because they got a whole different breed of records out there, like ill, crazy records that we wish. And, you know, vice versa, There we got records out here that they wish. And, um, yo, just cool out, man. The landscape out there is beautiful. I ride the trains out there, everything. I'll be like, yo, it's... I rode from Osaka to Tokyo. Like, it's beautiful. People are really nice, peaceful. Like, I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. And Germany, too, man. Germany, Germany is good bread. Like, I love Germany. Good dad. Hip-hop took you around the exactly. world. Exactly. And I, I wasn't even, you know, more, more than I bargained for. Yes. I, I ain't never, like, in the beginning, it was just like, yo, I just want to hear my record on WBLS. Yes. You know, and that happened times 20 million like it's like yo all this stuff like i i ain't think of none of this like so we good for life congratulations on all the Thank success you. amazing career yeah influence the genre yeah Thank you, man. Thank you. You too, man. You too, brother. Water. You too, Thank man. You came up, man. I didn't make no records, though. Got to make a record. You making record, you know, material, bro. Like, this is this is the real thing, man. Real. Thanks so much to Large Professor for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality. And maybe this show can help. You can find me on Instagram at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Brown. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our engineer is Claire McHale. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back next Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.